got a lot tied up inside. Got Jesus on your mind. And a boy that just won't fight. Baby, it's a grind. And this your bitter life. Nothing just won't do The girl pleads The woman needs a wedding ring That bird won't sing Hey everybody, this is Diane. Welcome to This Conversation Rocks. Todd in Los Angeles, uh, and welcome to the episode in which we do everything to avoid talking about the elephant in the room. And then there's just dead silence, because we're not sure that dead. we can do that. <laughs> we're going to try really hard. So you told me you had an opening. Oh, go, go, go. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so what are we going to talk about today to try to avoid talking about the elephant in the room? Well, you told me you had an opening rant about how much Thor Ragnarok sucked, and I haven't seen it yeah, yet. Okay, so, <laughs> so this may be the so, the Marvel edition, right? So, have you seen Suicide Squad? I loved Suicide Squad, and I know that I am oh, in well, the rarity, then, but then, I loved then, it. Then, then you're then there's no need to continue the rant. You're going to enjoy the shit out of Thor Ragnarok. Why so. is Harley Quinn there? No. Oh but, well. But then, other than that, it's it's essentially the same fucking movie. Well, but I liked the Psycho Girl with the baseball bat, so you know <laughs> that yeah, was well, the whole thing. You're gonna have, okay, well, you're gonna have to go with um, I don't know the Valkyrie in the tight in the tight Valkyrie uniform. I don't know. That that might work for me. I don't know. Now I may have to rent it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to rent it because I was telling you. Although you should finish your rant before I tell you. No, no, no. That's the extent of the rant. But <laughs> if you like Suicide Squad, there isn't going to be a whole lot of use in continuing the rant. Oh my God, you're not even impassioned enough about it to rant. That's really tragic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as as my friend Tom said, well, you know, it was the best of the Thor films. Okay, oh. yeah. Yes, I mean, you know, that's not a high bar, but okay. Oh. We'll I don't like the Thorville. <laughs> well, you're kind of not liking the whole comic book genre. We've established this. I like good stories. And if you tell a good story, I like it just fine. So we're going to digress a little bit then. Define good story in terms of a comic book, film, or series you've seen recently. Um, Deadpool. Okay, I'll agree with that. That was really funny, and I'm really hoping that the next one doesn't blow it. Right, because it was done. It was done right, you know. Yeah. For the character, with the actor, the writing, all of it, you know, it was exactly what it was supposed to be. Well done, and you know, told an amusing story along the way. And it's Deadpool. That's all you want. Um, let's see. Before Deadpool, I really like Captain America: Winter Soldier. Okay. And, and I like Captain America: First Avenger. I thought both of those were really well done. Yeah, I like Did, Cap. He's a great character. Didn't care for Civil War at all. Which I have not seen, and that kind of leads into my adjunct to the rant, shall we say? So my little sister has a bet going with a guy who has a podcast on Southgate Media called Capes and Lunatics, in which he and his buddy talk about Marvel, among other things. So my sister is saying that the um, Black Panther is going to have the highest grossing weekend there i don't know how they've decided exactly what they're going to count as the first weekend but he is saying that it's going to be infinity war and i'm just sitting back and laughing because what he has said to her is that if he wins he's going to have her do a review of infinity war as sarah palin because she has the best sarah palin impression i think i've ever heard she could rival tina fey Okay, okay, so that's good. So I told her, you know, I know you're my sister, but I actually want you to lose. <laughs> and I really loved Black Panther, but I actually want you to lose. 
Yeah, okay, I, I saw Black Panther, and to me, it, that was mediocre. I know, well, your, your reaction was, I think we talked about it on the last podcast, well, my wife loved it, and it was okay. Exactly! Which, which I think was kind of Nick's response, too, actually, now that you mention it. Just saying, you know? <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, and I know this because I have now lived The Walking Dead for eight seasons... I know that my yeah. ability to totally sink into a story and to forget continuity errors, to forget things that tick me off, it's my ability to do that is really, really, really good. Or I probably still would not be watching and podcasting The Walking Dead. Right, right. Now, that's not something to brag about necessarily because it means I'm not very discerning. But it does mean that I get a high level of enjoyment out of the media that I choose to consume. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> Are we done with the Marvel slash Skybound edition now? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, honestly, I could give a shit about Infinity War. Um, I'm actually going to will... go see it on the opening weekend so that we can guest on Phil's podcast. There you go. Yeah, we've, we've guested on his podcast a couple of times, and he's really fun, and he's guested on ours. Oh, that's cool. I, you know, and a lot of people are going to see it, a lot of people are going to enjoy it, and, you know, hats off, God bless, all that. You know, the fact that I am just, you know, categorically not amused anymore by it is, you know, my problem and not the rest of the world, clearly. It's kind of a bummer, man. Eh. Look, it's what Marvel, this is it, right? The Marvel movies are exactly what Marvel Comics is always about. Right, ways to come up with big, mega, huge, gigantic crossovers that make you buy ten different books when you really only wanted to buy one. Right, you know, make you see movies that you know, well, you probably wouldn't see. You know, it's Marvel. If, I, if I, I gotta wanted... say though, X Men Girl from the get go. So, I'm I'm there. I'm right there. <laughs> and for I that mean, matter, you can't, you huge... can't you can't possibly tell me that the X-Men franchise has been all that good. I have loved the X-Men franchise. And you know why I've loved it? Because the characters that I love are coming to life. Okay. I devoured that mercilessly, ravenously when I was a teenager. I loved the X- or the uh, the X-Men. Have I been saying X-Files? I meant to no, say you, X-Men. You said X-Men. Um, yeah. I... And so seeing those characters come to life, seeing Wolverine come to life as Hugh Jackman, who, by the way, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine, I've loved it. Yeah, okay. So, but again, not discerning. <laughs> yeah, at least you're honest about it. <laughs> I think your honesty is a really good policy. As I drink out of my Marvel mug, I kid you not, it's got... Daredevil, Thor, Captain America, Doctor Doom, Spider Man. <laughs> it was not planned. <laughs> you know, I and I I don't want to be a downer, but I mean, even my wife, man, when we were watching Thor the other night, she's like, "Wow, this is truly shit." <laughs> so wow. You know, but here's the thing, right? It scored really high on Rotten Tomatoes, and I realize why. It's because only people who wanted to see that film. Because they enjoyed the previous two, went and saw this film, you know. Well, and the and other all, thing is, they things all loved like it because it's exactly what they expected to be: big fucking extravaganza fight scenes. And and let's be honest, Chris Hemsworth is about as perfect casting as you could possibly. Have. <laughs> the other thing is, is you can't trust places like Rotten Tomatoes because the people who go and do those ratings are the people who either passionately love it or passionately hate it. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I mean, I was hearing criti you know, critics say, oh, yeah, this is a really great one and everything. And I'm like, you know, so every time, every so often I get fucked by the critics. On this <laughs> stuff, right? I mean, you know, they said Skyfall was the best Bond film ever. And, like, no. <laughs> Not See, even close. Just like you can't understand my passion for the X-Men, I can't understand your passion for Bond. I have no passion for Bond. You don't. Okay, that makes me feel a little better because Nick absolutely does, and I just, I don't get it. I have a huge passion for the Ian Fleming books. I have a huge passion for Casino Royale, Dr. No, Thunderball, and From Russia With Love. 
And it stops up. there. <laughs> right. Everything else, fuck it, right? Jane Seymour in Live and Let Die Notwithstanding, fuck the rest of it. <laughs> and that, let's say, is because it was Jane Seymour and not because it was Bond. Yeah, it was because it's Jane Seymour and I was 12, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're kind of segueing into what we said we were going to talk about today. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, man, Jane Seymour is amazing looking still at the, you know, at every age. She's an amazing looking woman. Well, you know, some people have access to amazing health care, including amazing surgical health care. So what can I say? Right. You know, and, and I'm not saying that's bad. And good genes. And good genes. That's true. I do not have the good genes. <laughs> I don't have the good genes, the kind that you get from your parents or the kind that you buy from the store. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, so much for, yeah, I got to stop ranting about comic book movies. Did I mention on our last podcast? I think I did. It's been, so, it's been long enough and my brain is foggy enough that, um, I think I said that, that, Kevin Smith had had a heart attack. Yeah. And that he's doing well. He's he's uh he's tweeting and his friends are periodically saying things and and he's doing well. So that's really good news. Really good. That's really awful cuz I've been not paying attention at all. I totally forgot that he had a heart attack. Uh, well, here's the thing, man. He's my age. I know. But here's the thing, man. Like, he never once took care of himself. Right, he's probably lived a little harder than I have. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like I've taken spectacular care of myself. No, but... He's had the weight problem from the beginning. Well, me too, so... I remember when you were in your 20s. <laughs> but, um... Yeah... No, I mean, that's just a guy who really, you know, his, his lifestyle choices have never been positive. Yeah, probably burgers and joints. Not the best plan. Right. Um, but, you know, maybe he'll, uh, maybe he'll make a good movie after this. Again, not discerning. I've liked everything that Kevin Smith has done. <laughs> really? I've liked most of it, but not all of it. Actually, I shouldn't lie. I haven't seen Tusk. I haven't watched that yet. So, But one of my favorites is one that really got panned, which is, I think it was Red State, which was the one where he basically did kind of a, uh, a, a mockumentary about a cult similar to the Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which I haven't seen, but oh, it was uh, really good. Yeah, well, I think, I think again, it's that kind of thing. Like, if you are the kind of person who would go see that movie, you're gonna enjoy it. And so, I'm sure if I sat down and watched it, I would enjoy it, right? Because I would absolutely see a mockumentary about the Westboro Baptist Church as told by Kevin Smith. I think it would be awesome. It's, it's perfect, right? But you know, on the other side of the coin, if you really hate Kevin Smith or don't think that the Westboro Baptist Church is all that bad or anything, you're not going to enjoy the film. You want to know something that's really funny? And I can't remember where where he was talking about this. I think it was probably one of his stand-up specials. But he actually invited the members of the Westboro Baptist Church, the ones who come and, and protest him regularly, to come and see a showing of Red State. And he paid for them to come and see the movie. And he said, you know, probably 15, 20 minutes in, Shirley Phelps, who is the daughter of, of the uh, originator of that church, kind of walked up behind him and said, uh, yeah, Kevin, we've got to go. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, you know, I realized at that point that I was probably taking my life into my hands by inviting the Phelps to this movie because I didn't really know if any of them were carrying a gun or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was pretty funny. It was a funny story. And the way that he told it was, uh, was quite amusing that he actually managed to get members of the Westboro Baptist church into one of his movies 
and and have them sit down and at least watch a few minutes of it. Points to both houses. Yep. Speaking. <sighs> Speaking. Speaking of red states, did you see this thing where a uh, uh, guy running for office in Maine had to drop out after calling one of the Parkland teenagers a skinhead lesbian? I did not see that he had to drop out. I knew that Emma Gonzalez had been criticized with language like that, but I didn't realize that it had some political implications. Good on whoever made him drop out. Yep. Hey, man, we're still watching you. You're doing all right. Well, but they still have Paula Page as their governor. (laughs) Yeah, fix everything. (laughs) That is very true. Or we would have fixed everything a long time ago, you and I. (laughs) Exactly, right? The world would be fucking perfect. Ah. Hey, so since we're kind of rambling all over the place, did I tell you I'm designing a comic book? Or not a comic book. Oh, my God. No, we're not going back to comic books. A coloring book. Cool. I'm designing a Buddhist coloring book. Excellent. Yeah. So if anybody's interested in it, hint, hint, hint. I'm, uh, I actually have a publishing plan, too. I have a friend who self-published a, com- or a coloring book up here, and I've, I've got her strategy for how she went about it. Excellent. Yeah. That is awesome. So we'll see if it actually happens or not, but I'm partway there. Fully out of coffee already. Damn it. <laughs> I can uh, I can edit if you'd like to go get another cup of coffee. I will in a minute. <laughs> I mean, I can actually, like, edit. Eric is horrified that I don't edit any, any more so than, um, you know, cutting some music in and out. And I'm not sure that right. he's thrilled with my music choices either. <laughs> Uh, I like your music choices. I, I hey. do, or I wouldn't make them, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly, right? Speaking of music, I'm going to go see Carl Palmer on Saturday night. Who? Carl Palmer. You oh, Emerson, Emerson Lake and Palmer. Palmer. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I was like, what? <laughs> Very cool. I, uh, yeah, I don't have anything exciting like that planned because I live in the middle of nowhere. You live in Alaska. <laughs> if I were hey, really lucky, I might be able to see a second-rate country band sometime this summer at the fair. Right. Hey, you know, I mean, I remember when uh, April Wine started their comeback tour there when I lived oh there. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. It's actually a decent show. <laughs> it was, in fact, the only show that I saw the entire five years I lived in Alaska. I have to tell you, I saw Alanis Morissette, and the venue was so bad. And I love Alanis Morissette. The, ven- the venue was so bad that the friend that I went with, like, three-quarters of the way through the show, after standing and having this crowd of people standing in front of us where we could barely see anything, like, it literally was standing room only. Right. We were like, fuck this. No concert is worth this. Not even Alanis Morissette. Yep. <laughs> and we left. It was at the Egan Center. Terrible uh, venue. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> All right. So what else are we going to talk about? God, it is really hard not talking about the elephant in the room, isn't it? I know. It really is, especially because so much has happened in the room since the last time we talked. But Yeah. All right. Let's talk about sex or something else. <laughs> and then if we need to fill it at the end, we'll just break down and talk about it. And talk that. about the elephant, but not elephant sex. Right. No. Well, actually, kind of have to talk about that, too, if we start talking about the elephant. <laughs> okay, I can't say the elephant's name, but I'm going to say it. Stormy Daniels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, by the way, works for Wicked Pictures. Or at least at one point in her, her career worked for Wicked Pictures. One of the, one of the adult uh, yeah, no, 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 companies not. that we actually liked. Right, yeah, yeah, no, I, they're just up the road, actually. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Why am I not surprised? Or why am I surprised? That doesn't make yeah, any sense. Most, yeah, most of the most of the adult movies ever made were made here in California. Well, Los Angeles. yeah, I knew that, but that's kind of funny that the Stormy's old Vivid. stomping grounds are not far from you. Yeah, Vivid. No, I'm thinking of Vivid Entertainment. Oh, yeah, and we remember Vivid quite well, quite vividly. 
Bite the diddly, yes. Wah, wah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. What's his name? Hustler. Larry Flint's publishing company is right in the heart of Beverly Hills. I wonder where he's at. I wonder why he's not offering a whole bunch of money for somebody to come up with dirt on Trump. I don't know. Because probably it's not necessary. <laughs> All the shit. But anyway, we're <gasps> not talking about I this. said it! Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> See? We can't go an hour without saying it. Or at least oh I can't. God. Oh my god. Alright, oh. you had some... You got some questions. Let's deal with the questions. Okay, so I actually did get some anonymous sex questions because I posted on Facebook that we were actually going to do this. Um, I also forced a couple of people into giving me questions, but some of them were actually like genuinely not solicited other than, hey, we're doing this. Do you have any questions? So the first question, and this comes from someone who said that um, she had a dream that she and I met Jeff Sessions together. <laughs> Oh, God. Which was not sexual at all. That It was totally non-sexual. The dream was just a non-sequitur. Um, her question was, gushing, ever heard of it? Yeah, I guess. Ever slept with anybody who's done it? That's a really personal question. You don't have yeah, to answer that if you don't want totally. to. <laughs> so the reason that I ask is that we actually were talking with a friend, this person and I, and she had an episode like early in her sexual history where she essentially had a, an episode of female ejaculation. And the, and the guy that she was sleeping with was completely freaked out and totally shamed her and was like, oh my God, you peed all over the bed. And she was like, it was not pee. It was not urine. Nope. It and, was not. And so it, it became quite a topic of conversation the night that... Um, that all of us were together discussing her experience. And one of the people at the party said that she had read quite a number of things that discounted it. But I've actually read a fair number of things that say that the fluid actually comes from the G spot and that it, when it has been tested, there is no urine and it has contents that are actually kind of similar to contents that are found in prostate fluid. Okay. So I just thought that was super interesting. I mean, I, I don't think it's a particularly common thing. I'd probably have to Google and, and see if I could actually find reasonable numbers about how many women have the experience of, of being a female ejaculator. But yeah, I actually had heard of it. Yeah. Did you get any questions from anybody? No, I did not. <laughs> This is going to be a short show. <laughs> short show. Elephants. Lots of elephants. So, I, you know, the thing that I really wanted to say, I guess, in response to that or in response to that topic is that I think it's really important that women who have that experience don't get shamed because it sounds like it was a really shaming experience for her and it never happened again. Yeah. Well, I don't know why. It, it definitely... Hope she's not with that guy anymore. Oh, no, no, no. She's not. That Good. was like a million years ago. Um, but I also think, you know, probably the dude was shaming because he had never heard of it and didn't know that it was a real thing. Yeah, probably before the internet, I guess. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, there was, a, <laughs> there was enough of a mixed age group at this party. I think it probably was. <laughs> in, in the age of the dinosaurs... Before CompuServe. <laughs> we are literally that old. Yeah, well, because now it's a, whole, it's a whole thing on the internet. Yeah, but I mean, there's actually been some science around it, which I think is the kind of cool part. Yeah. It's easy to just point to a couple of homemade videos or a couple of, of porn films and and say, you know, now it's a thing, but there's actually been some research, which is kind of cool. So let's see. Um, next question. I actually thought this was a really good question and I was going to kind of put both of us on the hook for this one. So I got a question from a friend who said, how do you approach sex with a virgin? So this person is in a new relationship and the partner who is a virgin is 
mid thirties has been totally career focused, not in a relationship ever, not in a serious relationship. And now they find themselves in this serious relationship together. How do you make that work at 30, 30 ish? I don't know. <laughs> oh, come on. You got to have a better answer than that. Um, I mean, my first thing was communication, communication, communication. Right. And yeah, like, yeah. don't expect it to be like a porn film or a romance novel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, nobody should expect anything in a serious romance or a serious relationship to be anything like a porn movie or a romance novel, right? But people still totally have those expectations. Well, yeah, and this is a whole, I don't know, kind of off topic, but yeah, I mean... Disney topic? Prin what topic? You go. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, everything's Disney princesses or, you know, porn parodies with Disney princesses, right? Right, totally. When really these folks should expect neither. Right. Nobody should expect any of that. Um, yeah. I think I'm maybe... No I'm no expert on relationships, right? Having had, having had one completely collapse on me. Um, well, I so. can't say I am either. I do a lot of reading. I listen to Dan Savage a lot. We should have Dan Savage on the show. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I think, um, uh, you know, it's trite, but it's also true, right? Which is, you know, creation. Well, I think the other thing too is, is maybe setting expectations ahead of time. I mean, just being, and, and it's really easy for me to say this because I'm not the person who's trying to have this conversation, but maybe have a really frank conversation about what each partner's expectations should be or should not be so that there aren't, isn't disappointment and there aren't hurt feelings. And there isn't this, this sense of, Oh my God, we've failed terribly. This relationship will never work. And I would also say be adventurous toys, lots of toys. Um, read a lot, still... share a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Are you still selling? No, you know, I couldn't make it work in such a small area. I mean, I kind of yeah. tapped out my, my group of friends pretty fast. And then people were like, were like really, we don't want to go to or have another party. Thank you very much. <laughs> so uh, for, I, for people who don't know, or don't remember for a while, I was selling, um, sex toys for pure romance sex toys and other things like lube and massage oil and that kind of stuff. Um, I actually met a woman who is still doing it and she's quite successful and she teaches women's studies at the university in Anchorage. So she's actually really a perfect person to be doing it. And the party that she gave for a friend of mine was really great. I really enjoyed her a lot. And the quality of the uh, the products being put out by that company have really, really stepped up a notch. They're really much more competitive than they were when, when I was selling for them. So uh, I'll put a plug in for anybody who wants to do a pure romance party because they, they really have come a long way with their products. And they have a line of lingerie, which is lovely. Which kind of actually leads to one of my next questions, which I forced a friend to give to me. <laughs> this was one of the friends where I was like, you, now, give me a question. So um, she wanted us to give our opinions about the importance and application of lingerie. And the, the, there are a bunch of sub-questions. And the first sub-question was, are men really that visual? And I was like, absolutely, yes, they are. Yeah, I, absolutely. You would agree with that? Sure. Sure. But when we're done with this, I'm going to I'm going to reveal the big truth about men, too. None of it matters. Absolutely. Because <laughs> her 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 follow up questions were like, do they care if you don't look perfect in that lingerie, a stretch mark here, a sag there, that kind of thing. And I was like, they could care less. You're gift wrapped and you're standing there. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. There. And, you know. And here's the truth, right? Is if you're with somebody who's not just absolutely wowed by the gift wrapping and everything, get with somebody else. You know? Yeah. Now that is a good point. 
I mean, and it, that goes back to the sex with a virgin question earlier. So give it a fair chance. Be honest with each other. Be cooperative. But if you have a fundamental incompatibility, if you discover that, don't doom yourselves to staying in that relationship. Right. Because you have some other expectation about relationships. Because I think while it's not everything, sexual compatibility is super important. Yep. I would tend to agree with that statement as well. Uh, so what else were the sub questions? Um, those were pretty much it. And then her, she actually had a response and I am going to go to my text and kind of pull things up because her, her opinion was pretty funny too. And I think it was real similar to yours. Um, she said, personally, I think women think too much guys see ribbon and lace and it blinds them to wrinkles or lines. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so she kind of answered her own question, which I thought was, was very funny. Yeah, no, I tend to agree. I, I tend to agree. And the guys I know would all tell you the same thing, right? Yeah. I mean, I think about it's, my it's guy, really awesome. he would say it's the really, same thing. Yeah. It's really awesome, but it's totally it's a gift. Right. It's a gift. <sighs> Let's see. What else? Oh, oh, this was funny. This was from a professional colleague. What is a fancy circumcision? So she actually had a family tell them that their son had a fancy circumcision. She was like, I wonder what a fancy circumcision is as opposed to just a regular standard circumcision. <laughs> No way, really? Are you searching? Um, yeah, I'm... Uh-huh. Just... Um... Traditional versus laser. Huh. I don't know that I would want someone to... Be, I don't know. I just don't know that I want someone to be in that area generally with sharp objects anyway, but in that area with yeah. a laser, I'm not sure that's a great plan. Yeah, um, five minutes of circumcision. Of course, this is from a page called Mod Modern Alternative Pregnancy. So, so it's probably an anti-circumcision, which is fine. You know how I feel about it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, myth one that um, the foreskin is unclean and cause health issues. That is, uh, circumcision is quick and painless. Uh, yeah, I got to imagine that uh, they don't fucking put you under because you're an infant. No, they. you know what they do? They give them sugar-flavored lollipops. They give them a, a sugar-flavored binky. The kid sucks on a sugar pacifier and they do the deed. That is what they use for pain control. And they might use like some numbing medicine into the penis itself. I can't remember. I'm not sure. But the main thing is they put a sugar sucker in the kid's mouth. There is stunned silence on the other end of the microphone. <laughs> you know, you just it's one of those things where you're just grateful that, you know, there is such a thing as things happening far too long ago for you to have memories of them. Right. Right. Totally. Because probably in our day and age, because you and I are very close in age, probably the sugar sucker wasn't even a thing. <laughs> probably it was just like, shut that fucking kid up and let's get this done. <laughs> right. Better for the adult sexual experience. You and I have talked about that, that it's highly debatable. Yeah. Probably not true at all. Um, yeah, here it is. So that you will feel confident in front of other men and boys. Um... Yeah, it's, you know. But did they say anything about fancy? So is fancy the laser no. one? Is that what, what you came across? No, fancy was just somebody kind of mouthing off. I don't know. Ah, okay. But um, World Health Organization says only about 30% of the world's men are circumcised. Really? Only about, and only about half in the U.S. Oh, that's really interesting. I actually thought the numbers would be a lot higher. Yeah. That actually makes me kind of happy. That's yeah. my happy moment for the day. <laughs> there you go. 
Um, one in three rate of complications for it and 200 deaths per year in the U.S. Really? Okay. That seems, i got to say, that seems like a really stupid way to go out, right? Like, you just get born, and then you die as somebody is taking your foreskin. Well, so I would want to know, does that include older men who are being circumcised, older men and boys who actually are put under anesthesia? I mean, I would I would want to know, like, what that number actually counts as circumcision-related deaths, or is it all just infants who are having what is referred to as a simple office procedure? Um... All right, well, this takes me to a website that I'm, now I'm starting to really get questionable. But um, <laughs> Now you're like, oh, man, I don't know that I want the FBI to see this in my, my no, search no, history. No, 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 no. It's, uh, they're making the claim that um, if a, a baby can die from just 2.3 ounces of blood loss. That seems awfully small. So 2.3 ounces is... Smaller than like the, with 70 the cc's, yeah, 80 cc's, somewhere around there. That that just seems like a really small amount of blood loss, but I don't know how much I don't know what the blood volume of the average infant is, so you know. But I will also tell you that if you're losing 2.3 ounces of blood during a circumcision, something is going badly wrong, yeah. So, again. Uh, I mean, this is the this is a site that's definitely um, rapidly, not informedly anti. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the 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 post on deaths from circumcision is posted by somebody who claims to have a PhD, but you know, I can put a PhD after my name too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, you know, and I will not mention the elephant in the room other than to say that there are a lot of people who can make claims that aren't necessarily true. Right, exactly. It's relatively <laughs> painless and easy to do, unfortunately. Yeah, so I mean, you know, um, but yeah, I'm totally opposed to, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm opposed to mutilating anybody's genitals, man, unless yeah. you're an adult and you choose to do it, right? That's your business. Yeah, I'm with you. Can't stop you from doing some weird shit with your junk. If you're an adult, but refer back to our circumcision episode, right? Because uh, I think we both came out pretty squarely on the. I mean, it's hard not to be against female circumcision, but I think we both came out pretty squarely against circumcising boys and men as well. Right. Well, because it, because it's because it's a medical per, it's a medical procedure that serves absolutely no fucking purpose, right? Except possibly reducing HIV transmission in sub-Saharan Africa. So there's like one small part of the globe where it may be an applicable medical procedure. Yeah, but I bet the I bet the rate of AIDS can be can be definitely hit, knocked down further by just the use of condoms. Right, and actually making sure people have access. Again, not a health statistics expert, obviously, but it's <laughs> to me that um, before you have to have your foreskin removed wearing a condom might actually just solve that problem <laughs> uh, just saying yeah know. uh you know look at you making all the bold bold statements <laughs> yeah <laughs> if, any, if anybody if anybody still listening to this show hasn't determined that i have great opinions without necessarily all the evidence in the world you're just not paying attention <laughs> i was actually giving you shit because i'm right there with you i mean wear a condom Wear a condom. I still, I'm actually appalled. So, and this is a little bit wandering down a rabbit hole, but, you know, I see a lot of women in their 20s and 30s for women's health care. And the number of women who tell me that they're not using hormonal contraception, contraception because it's evil and that they're not using condoms because their partner says condoms are uncomfortable, kill the mood, don't fit, blah, 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 blah. I'm, it's amazing to me that all of that BS still exists, that it's all still out there and being actively promulgated. Yeah, and again, 
if your guy refuses to wear a condom, then you need to be with a different guy. It's really that simple. Yeah. Really that simple. You know, if... Um, Stop and think about it for just a second and, and imagine what you're going to tell your kid that you're about to have because you're not using birth control. <laughs> right. That's that's always my first question. I just kind of put on that straight face and I look at them and say, so are you ready to be a parent? Because yeah, that's what you're planning. Yep. And uh, so what are you going to tell your kids? You know? um, apparently I'm going to tell my kids not to have nearly as many dogs as I have. <laughs> Might be, that might be the way to go there. Sorry. So then, um, yeah, and I just want to reiterate, right? Like, you know, up, oh, I lost you. Okay, no, no we, you're still yeah, there. I, I, I was thinking about the the comment that uh, your friend made. You know that men overthink it, or women overthink it. It's true. Women completely overthink it because men don't think about it at all. You know? <laughs> so maybe a balance. That might be nice. Hey, my thing is, my thing is, you know, do whatever you want. Um, right, you know, lingerie. If you want to wear lingerie, wear lingerie. If you want to shave, not shave, whatever. Right, you know, but do it because you think it's cool and want to do it or whatever right you know i think we both pretty much yeah i mean i think we both pretty much have have been on that page for a long time i mean do it because it turns you on and and it's not hurting anybody otherwise just knock it the fuck off right right um oh and man don't put a jade egg up your vagina (laughs) <laughs> or a bee's nest without the bees or anything else Gwyneth Paltrow <sighs> if, if she's recommending it as a course of action probably need to not do it right right that's a very good point if Gwyneth says yes you just say no okay, that, okay so back to Marvel that's the one thing I would change pepper pots well I'd just eliminate her. I think she's stupid anyway. Well, I just, I, it, it the, just grates on context, me. She yeah, grates the, on me. Oh, yeah, absolutely, right? I would, I would prefer, by and large, I would prefer not to see movies with her in it, you know? Absolutely. Talking about Gwyneth or talking about Pepper Potts, or both? Gwyneth. Yeah. But also, the whole Pepper Potts character, in the context of the movies, just seems a little silly. Well, she's Tony Stark's handmaiden. Right, which again, like, <laughs> all right. I have another question. Hold on, let me get it up on yeah. Facebook. That okay. sounded really bad. Um, <laughs> Let's not talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so say you want to try a threesome. Two girls and one guy, as the case may be. Do you have the threesome with a trusted friend or someone you will both never see again? (laughs) I can honestly say that I don't have a whole lot of experience in that area. But it does occur to me that you probably want to be the walk-in part in a three-way. Right? You want to be the person who is the special guest star who doesn't get invited back for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. I, um... I, I, I kind of think that one of those things that is way better in fantasy than reality. I think humans are so jealous. Yeah. You know, that's why I think it's, it's right. I, I would agree with you. I think if I were going to do it, I would want to vet the person fairly carefully because I'd want to make sure that that we were all safe and healthy, but I would also probably not want that to be someone that I would see on a regular basis. Cause I think it's just too easy to get jealous and possessive and end up with a really effed up relationship. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, n- I mean, not counting someone who's poly. I mean, if, if you are polyamorous and you want to have a, like a poly family groovy, good for you. But if you're just talking about a special guest star, 
Yeah, I just, you know, I, again, not really wanting to pass judgment about anybody on any of this stuff. Cause I right, because everybody kind of has to do their own thing. Right. As but, long as you're not hurting each other or anyone else. But generally, yeah, given what human beings are like, I'm not sure that it would ever really work out. I think, you know, that, again, if you're talking about people who are truly poly and who who really want to make that a part of their lives, that's, that's different from people who are having that, that special guest star. And I think that for most of us, if we were seeing that, that guest star from our bedroom over and over and over again in, in a totally different context that isn't supposed to be sexualized, our brain would always sexualize it. Right. Oh yeah. God. That reminds me of, um, see this shit with, uh, with the KKK guy who, uh, he was arrested during the the riot the riots. The Charlottesville. Yeah, he's the leader of some some you know far right group, right? Is he the uh, Jack asking me the gross comment about about the elephant in the room giving his daughter to a Jew? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he could have, but no, his his group. Which I just want to be really clear that was a really disgusting comment yeah. on so many different levels i am not endorsing that comment at all okay go yeah. ahead <laughs> no and apparently apparently uh so apparently this guy the, his group just imploded because it was basically him and his stepfather but this guy turns out was sleeping with uh his wife's mother oh that's weird yeah i know and you know and, and it just you know it's all jerry springer shit right and so I guess that's the other thing I would say is like, you know, if you're getting yourself involved in something that sounds like kind of Jerry Springer. <laughs> if it sounds like it should be an episode of an 80s talk show, then probably don't do it. Yeah. That's yeah, probably good that. advice in general for human sexuality. Yeah. 80s talk show, don't do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. I like it. I like it. Well, I don't really have any more questions, but I did want to um, expand the book corner for just a minute because I'm I'm kind of a broken record, but these are the books that I always recommend to my patients. So there is a, a book called The Guide to Getting It On by a, by a guy named Paul. I hope I'm saying his last name right. Joanides. It's J-O-A-N-N-I-D-E-S. Great book. Um, kind of a modern joy of sex. So I really highly recommend that. There's also a book called Read My Lips by a woman named Debbie Herbenick. H-E-R-B-E-N-I-C-K. Um, and it's basically a book all about female anatomy. So it's for men and for women. And uh, I actually sent both of those books to the parents of a very young person I know who's getting married and ask them to please share them with that person <laughs> because I go. wanted that person to have a good start in his or her marital life. Yeah, maybe that's what we should be doing, right? Maybe, you know, maybe that's what should be handed out at the bridal shower and, you know, right? party and stuff, right? You Not know? the lingerie and the joke dildos, but, like, actually some meaningful stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, the other book that I really like is called Naked at Our Age, and it's written by a woman named Joan Price, and it's for people 50 and older who are trying to hang on to healthy sexuality because, let's be frank, we don't talk about even middle-aged people, let alone elders, as people who are sexual people in this culture. So it's, uh, it's a really great book. Joan Price is a fantastic author. Um, pretty active on Facebook when I was following her on Facebook and she also had a blog. So if people want to check her out, she's totally worth checking out. Cool. Yeah. Really like her. Oh, and she's in her seventies and she like is a rep for some sex toy company. Like she actually will try out sex toys for them and then rate them, which I just thought was really awesome. There you go. Well, I mean, yeah, uh, Grace and Frankie on uh, um, Netflix. Right? Oh, yeah. I watched part of that, and then I got kind of lost. And, and that came out around the time that our house burned down. So 
you know, I just never went back to it, but I remember really loving it. Yeah, no, it's really good. And at some point they started a dildo, or not a dildo, but a uh, vibrator company. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so. I may have to go back and, and binge that. Yeah. <sighs> well, anything else? Any any news from the Oscars? Have you seen The Shape of Water? Yeah, yeah, we saw it. Uh, interesting enough, Lynn didn't care for it too much. I loved it. <laughs> See, that was a now, great movie. why did I know that that was going to be the answer? Was she put off by the woman having sex with the fish man? No, she was just put off with the absurdity of the story. Because most of the people I know were like put off by the whole woman having sex with amphibious creature storyline. I haven't seen it yet. I plan to see it. It's very good. I liked it a lot. I think it's a great. I think it's a great story. Well, even though I'm not very discerning, I think you and I have more movies in common than not, so I'll probably like it, too. Yeah. Um, might be seeing three billboards tonight. Oh, right on. And we gonna, um, we Darkest Hour, watch. have you seen that? Yeah, we saw that. Good? It is exactly what you expect it to be. Well, I love Gary Oldman, so once yeah. again, not discerning. Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 a good movie. He does a great job, you know, all that. Um, the problem the problem with with history pieces, historical pieces that cover something as broad in general as Winston Churchill, like you know, you kind of already know how it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you kind of already know how it turns out. There are people who are not well-educated for whom this might be a really good educational piece. Yeah, I suppose you're right. I just, yeah, not sure that they, you know, well. I mean, we know how World War II turns out, but <laughs> most yeah. of us know that. Um, you know, it's not a bad film, and I would certainly, you know, say, yeah, definitely you should see that versus, say, you know, Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I want to see Three Billboards. I, we were, in fact, going to watch it on Friday night, but uh, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I'm a little, we're both tired and everything, right? It's a serious movie, you know, so we didn't want to, didn't want to watch it, so then we watched Thor. And wish you had watched Three Billboards. <laughs> Here's the other thing I have a problem with Marvel films, right? It's like the run times have just gotten ridiculous. You know, like they're all past two hours. Some of them are clocking in at two and a half. Black Panther was incredibly long. And I'm routinely watching a little over an hour of The Walking Dead every Sunday night. So again, I can't criticize. <laughs> no, I just... I just think that these stories tend... I, I think that they could do better stories by cutting cutting and making them tighter. No, I hear you. Especially any point in which you're talking, in which two people are talking about some other person who's not in the room, you know, if it's just exposition, cut. There's a better way to do it. It's a fucking visual media. Show the scene. <laughs> Theater sells more popcorn the longer the uh, the movie is. I'm sure that there is some truth to that, too, you know? Oh my God, yeah, when we went and saw Black Panther, right? Saw it in IMAX. Um, and, it, I mean, we spent $60. You know, between tickets, a couple hot dogs, a couple sodas. We were close. We spent almost 50 Yeah. And we didn't see it in IMAX. Well, if you had, you would have gotten there. <laughs> and I just think, oh, my God, you know, I mean, then... You know, that's not... When I was a teenager, you know, movie movie was a date night kind of thing, right? You right. Know, you, could do, you could do movie, you could do movies and pizza for, you know, less than 20 bucks. <sighs> not so much anymore. No. Yeah, maybe it, maybe it has kept right with inflation from that. Yeah, no, I guess, you know, Amazing. You got to work about the same amount at minimum wage to take your take your date to the movies on a Friday night that you had to when we were teenagers. (laughs) 
there you go. Well, I don't know that I really have a lot else. No. no. <laughs> I feel like by not talking about the elephant in the room, it was kind of hard to talk about other things. I know. It, it's like, Jesus, Which is really tragic. Not, yeah, this guy should not be such a fucking integral part of our <laughs> life that we struggle to have conversation. <laughs> Well, maybe we can talk about Stormy Daniels next time. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, because in fact, actually, Stormy is going to be on 60 Minutes next Sunday. Oh, is it next Sunday? I was wondering yeah. what actually when I was going to make a point of trying to find it and watch it. Yeah. Because it would be worth it to me. Oh. How sad hey, anything, is that? In, anything that drags his ass into a courtroom where he ultimately has to be put under oath. Or after. Well, he got a list of questions from the uh, Mueller probe. Yeah. Yep. See, right. we almost managed to not talk about him. Almost. Oh, hey, so fuck that guy. Oh, goes yeah, to, okay. Goes, goes, goes to a teacher in California for proving the point as to why we don't want guns in the classroom. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a fucking moron up in the seaside, Monterey Peninsula area. Um, no idea exactly what the situation was, right? But he was a uh, reserve officer uh -huh. right? and a teacher. Anyway, so he's in the classroom. He was a teacher, and he's in the classroom, and he's apparently going to do something about gun safety. So the first thing he did was fucking pull out his gun and manage to shoot a hole in the ceiling. I thought you were going to tell me he was, he managed to shoot himself and I was not going to feel quite so bad. I would have, I would have been grateful if he had shot himself. Which, which actually tells you what a horrible human being I am on the inside. <laughs> no, no. The thing is, is that, you know, if you strap if you strap a Jado rocket to the top of your car and push the go button and your car happens to bed itself in a in a cliff out there in the sand flats, thus triggering what is now commonly referred to as the Darwin Awards, where would we be supposed to feel bad for you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I suppose it is blase and cynical and all that other shit, but, you know, where am I supposed to feel sorry for you if you fucking do something really Well, it's like I said to you yesterday, humans are are pretty challenging to deal with. I didn't right. say it quite that nicely, but... <laughs> no, if you're, you're stupid, you know, here's one, right? Here's a blast from the past for both of us. If you're stupid enough to go, hey, you know what I want to do tonight? No, nah, man, what do you want to do tonight? I want to go swimming in the polar bear cage <laughs> at the Anchorage Zoo, right? And Binky gets a hold of you and kind of rips the shit out of you, you know. How am I supposed to feel bad for you? You want to know something really funny? I literally just bought a card for somebody that has Binky sitting in a living room with a tennis shoe mounted above the fireplace. <laughs> not everybody's going to get that joke, but no. yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's totally worth it if you are not from Alaska. If you have no idea who Binky is, Google Binky the Polar Bear and Tennis Shoe. I would bet you'll probably find the story. Yep. Poor Binky. He's long gone, bless his long heart. Yep. Well, since you get a fuck that guy, I get a fuck that guy, and it is a political fuck that guy. Fuck Jeff Sessions. Yeah, okay. You know, firing someone two days before he's supposed to collect his pension for serving the country for 20 years, I don't give a fuck who that person is. Fuck Jeff Sessions. That was just malicious. And we know who directed Jeff Sessions to do that firing. Malicious. Right. Although I heard that uh, there's a congressman who's going to give uh, McCabe a job. So he can, like, a, a job for a couple of days so he can get his right. pension. Yeah, I hope that, I hope, in fact, that happens. I hope this guy gets his pension. I don't care who he was. I don't care what he did. You know, my understanding is that he's actually one of the people who is kind of responsible for the FBI undermining Hillary Clinton. I don't care. The fucker did his job. He should get his pension. Right. right. No, I, I agree. Yeah. And like all the rest of it, 
we need to give it a little distance before the facts start to come out in some kind of coherent fashion. And then we'll be able to talk about it. Because <laughs> obviously we're failures at talking about anything else. Oh my god, it's really embarrassing. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, man, I'm like, fuck. Dude, we're not 20 anymore. That's true. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it just, it's, this has been a challenge. I mean, you know, hopefully, hopefully people who listen to this were like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll give you a mulligan on this one. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, man. I don't think we could do too many of these. No, I don't think so either. I think if we're going to do the not the elephant in the room podcast, we actually have to do the, the ones where we pick a topic and prep and actually like really do it. Yep. Because I'll, I'll tell you, I still think that our death episode was one of the best episodes we did. So I, I do, too. And, and I, would, I would love to repeat not necessarily that, but that experience. Yep. So, that note. Well, I'm going to use a Neil Gaiman quote that we've used before, but it seems incredibly appropriate, which is, Life is a disease, sexually transmitted and invariably fatal. I love that one. I know. <laughs> we need the t-shirt. Absolutely. So honestly agree with that. And not in a bad way. But... Right. No, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm contemplating yeah, I... mortality. It's, it's all right. I've uh, been working my way through Carl Sagan's books. Mm -hmm. and working on... Uh, what the hell? I'm actually... My goal by the end of the year is to actually understand relativity relatively. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 but... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, what am I actually working my way through right now? Um, the Elegant Universe, right, by Brian Greene, Super Strings, uh, Hidden... God, read that. Oh well. Anyway, God, it's super strange. Your it's reading is. Strange. Your reading it's is super. so much better than mine is. <laughs> oh, it's fascinating, right? But we're just getting into quantum mechanics, and I'm like, okay, this shit is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I finally gave in, so I would finish a fucking book, and I let myself read a cheesy western romance that I enjoyed very much, and then I bought *The Looming Tower* by Lawrence Wright. <laughs> I don't know that one. So um, Hulu is actually making a series. They've made a series and oh, it's about to come out yeah, no, about kind of the conflict between the CIA and the FBI that led up to just really bad communication around 9-11. Yeah. But the other thing is um, Lawrence Wright is the guy who wrote the Scientology book, Going Clear. Oh. So, like and I loved yeah. his, I loved Going Clear. He's a great author. So I'm actually really looking forward to reading that book. Yeah, this is a good book. Go on, Claire. Yeah. Yeah, we still haven't done our Scientology episode. Hails you knew. Um, yeah, but, you know, what are we going to do, right? <laughs> Hails you knew. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I suppose we're just going to, I mean, we can, what, just highlight what everybody else has done, you know? Right. Did we talk about Scientology? Actually, I could be completely wrong. I don't remember. I don't know that we've ever done like an episode. Like a it, dedicated but... episode to Scientology. I don't think we did. Right. Here's my problem with, you know, necessarily singling out Scientology from any other religion is that I can't really distinguish between any of them. You know, they're all basically propaganda outlets for points of view that I generally find a bit questionable. Yeah, as someone who's practicing Buddhism, who, I, I mean, I, I'm actually practicing a line of Buddhism that is fairly atheistic. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I can't say that I can't distinguish between all religions, but I definitely have a healthy dose, dose of skepticism. Right. I mean, we act like Xenu and that stuff is like, you know, just wow, you know, totally batshit crazy, but come on. You've seen Religious. Yeah, exactly. 
which I may have to watch today. That may be a nice, uh, nice way to spend my Sunday afternoon before The Walking Dead comes on. Uh, so we are, we are sex-driven, anti, uh, what are we then? Sex-driven, atheistic, liberals haters of of elephants (laughs) liberal haters of elephants (laughs) people are going to conclude from listening to this today (laughs) as if they haven't already come to those conclusions already oh god uh all right i am going to let our poor audience go if there's anybody (laughs) even still with us um Everybody have a good week or a couple of weeks, and we'll be back, and we probably will be talking about the elephant in the room. Yeah, we're going to have to. It's clear. <laughs> <laughs> I am hanging my head in shame, but it's clear. <laughs> and on that note, peace out. The girl, please. The woman needs your wedding ring.